Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Hello and welcome to the show. Please come inside December the uh, 2nd, 2022. As we uh, put the pedal to the metal on the last part of the year after a uh, midterm election, that there's still a good deal of debate about it and all that. And, 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 you know, uh, everybody thinks Republicans lost and some people think Republicans won and whatever. Anyway, uh, uh, it's been an interesting year, hasn't it? And I got to tell you, I'm kind of looking forward to the end of it, to be quite honest. Kind of looking forward to the end of it, but I'm not looking forward to the beginning of 2023 because I don't think it's going to be a good year for any of us. To be quite honest, I don't think so. We uh, we have some interesting things happening. For instance, last uh, this year, uh, for two quarters, we had negative growth, and uh, and people are suffering, and and literally people have second and third jobs. They got a new uh, jobs number out, and it's uh, praise Jesus and pass the mashed potatoes. Oh my God, the job number. Well, uh, how many people are working two and three jobs? Uh, they never say that, do they? They never say that because time and time again, we have seen statistics that show. of the American people, their singular job is not enough to pay the bills, so they're having to take over different jobs or find other ways to make money. Okay? That's actually happening. That's happening. All right? 41% of business owners in the country don't know how they're going to make rent this this month. They don't know how they're going to make rent. Uh, These are restaurants. These are gyms. That was a statistic I had yesterday. So if you're uh, saying uh, hallelujah, everything's awesome, uh, you're you're out of your nut because it's not. And I hate to tell you this, it ain't going to get better. Have you seen the housing market? Have you seen that? It's collapsing on its own without the subprime lending scandal. All right, there's none of that. Now I'm not meaning to be a uh, you know a bummer here. I'm just saying that I'm going to be glad when this year is over, but I'm really not looking forward to 2023 because we still have a guy in the White House who clearly doesn't have our best interests at heart. Duh. Just pay attention, southern border. And then, of course, last night there was a state dinner, a lovely state dinner, as uh, a good deal of Americans cannot uh, shop at Walmart anymore because it's too expensive. So they're going to the dollar store to buy their groceries. Not exactly the healthiest option. Although I did go, I went to a dollar store the other day, a Dollar General, which is, by the way, has replaced Walmart in a lot of small communities around the country. I drove on my vacation. We, we drove 18 hours. My family, dear God in heaven, my family and I, we drove to Florida. We went to, uh, we went to, uh, what the hell was it? It was uh, Panama, uh, Panama City, Florida, right? We, it's Branson meets the beach. That, that was our big vacation. That was a big vacance. We had not had a vacation since 2013 when we stayed at a, a friend's condo in Ocean City for free. So we, we, 
<laughs> we drive, and I've noticed all these downs in Mississippi and and uh, let me see, well, so I go Tennessee and uh, Arkansas and all that. These little towns have Dollar Generals, and I went into one actually near my hometown here or near, near my home here. They have uh, fresh produce available. It's more than a dollar, but they do have a, you know, because you got to cover those food deserts, as uh, as Michelle Obama would say. But uh, but last night there was a meal. Macron and fromage was at the uh, the White House, and uh, he's the uh, he's the president of uh, of France. I do speak French. French, by the way. Je parle un peu de français. J'étudie la français à l'université de Northwest Missouri il y a trente ans. That means I studied uh, French at the University of Northwest Missouri about thirty years ago. Forgotten a good part of it. But that said, back to the swanky affair. I don't know if you've ever had this. I and I have eaten at some of the finer places in the world. I've been, I haven't been all over the world, but in the United States, I've had a chance to go to some nice restaurants, uh, generally on other people's dime. Best way to do it. You know, like, for instance, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. I've been to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse a few times, every time picked up by my boss at the time. Great. Because I don't believe in paying, like, Three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars for a meal because uh, that's how much I spend a month for groceries. That said, three hundred guests to attend this uh, fabulous meal with uh, Emile, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Macron, and uh, there's some of the guests. Listen to this. Listen to the guests uh, that were at this enjoying. Are you ready for this? Lobster dolloped with caviar. Something I've never had in my entire life. Ever, I've never had lobster dolloped with caviar before. And it's kind of weird because uh, the White House and, and Joe Biden administration is currently uh, attempting to regulate the lobster industry out of business. If you ask Representative Jaron Golden of uh, Maine, that's what he says there. They are, they're really trying to, trying to legislate, trying to regulate the lobster uh, business out of business. And yet they got 200 glorious fresh lobsters last night at the White House, and everybody enjoyed lobster do- dolloped with caviar. Oh, and what was the percentage of people that they couldn't afford Thanksgiving dinner this year? I think it was 25%. It was 20. I know you do have to have state dinners. I understand that. I understand that. Uh, but wow, really? Anyway, some of the people who were there, listen, listen to this hodgepodge, all right? Mika Brzezinski was there. She is the uh, uh, wife of Joe Scarborough. They were both there last night at the White House. Two of the most insufferable people on television. Joe Scarborough used to fill in for Rush Limbaugh. I, I, how do you sell your soul like that? How do you, how do what do you what are you selling your soul for? That oh, Mika Brzezinski. Never mind. Uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook was there. And, and, and uh, he, you know, he, was felt, he felt a little uncomfortable because the staff there was paid, not enslaved. It was kind of weird for him. It was, he's used to China where they just have you know, Uyghurs serving on everybody. Celebrities including Stephen Colbert. Oh, shut up. No way. Really? Stephen Colbert? Was, yeah, he was there. John Legend was there, who does a great job. I've been listening to uh, Christmas music. Yeah, I know. I've been listening to Christmas music in the car, and uh, John Lennon's Legend's got some good stuff. Christy Teigen, who, you know, nobody's ever really heard of. She's a model, I guess. Jennifer Garner was there, and uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Now, the funny thing about this, Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who's funny. I mean, she's funny. I enjoyed her in Seinfeld, and she did Veep. I think I've seen an episode of Veep. She plays a Veep on television, or did, and Kamala Harris wasn't invited to the event <laughs> He wasn't invited. He wasn't. He wasn't invited to it last night. But the person who played the VP on uh, on television was invited. It was just funny. It was just funny. And then I, I found this yesterday. This is pretty interesting. Not related to the state dinner last night, which you and I will never be invited to. By the way, uh, 
This is this is great. Obama was speaking yesterday, and if you noticed Obama lately, he's he's developed this cadence like a stand-up comedian. He just kind of talks like almost like Bill Cosby kind of just talks like this and the that and the Jello pudding and there you go. And he is he's he's kind of gotten this cadence, and he, and he is a funny guy. I'll just give it to you. I don't like the man. I I mean he's a. He's a communist. I mean, he's a he's a he's a communist. There, you know, Bill Ayers, Bernadine Dorn. Uh, what's going on in the country right now? On him. All right. It, it, duh. All. All. On him, and I'll, I'll share that in a second. But he's uh, talking to a group of people yesterday. He's doing his uh, cadence, and and he talks about a, a, a relative you might have, and he just happened to use the word uh, old Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe. I want you to listen to what he has to say about his Uncle Joe, because this is uh, wow. I mean, this is like fantastic. I know some folks in our lives who we don't wish them ill will. We don't wish them any old will will. No, sir. They're good people out there in the Jello pudding. They say crazy stuff where I'm like, well, you know, Uncle Joe, you know what happened to him. You know, it's okay. They're part of the family. But you don't give them serious responsibilities. Wow. I mean, can it be any more transparent? Now, do you think that was an accident? Do Do you really think that was an accident? Or do you think it was just hubris? Do you think it was just a man who knows that a sycophantic press will cover everything he has to say? He can literally do something as blatant as this, a wink and a nod, say, you know, we kind of listen to old Uncle Joe, but nobody ever gives him any responsibility. Yeah, Joe pudding. Here it is again. Stuff where I'm like, well, you know, Uncle Joe, you know what happened to him. You know, it's okay. They're part of the family. But you don't. Give him serious responsibilities. There you go. Old Uncle Joe, he's part of the family, but you don't give him serious responsibilities. And here he is talking uh, late night television a couple years ago where he said that he would just like to be the puppet master behind somebody making all of the uh, you know the, the decisions while they do all the talking and uh, get all the credit or the blame for it. Listen to this. I used to say, you know what, if, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm-hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony. Wow. I, I'd be fine with that. What else? I mean, really? Really? You think that's coincidental? You think this isn't really happening? This isn't this is a conspiracy theory stuff. It's just a, a man who's been in power who <clears throat> literally uh, everybody kissed his butt for years, and, and you know, and now he literally can say, "Oh, you know, we don't listen to old Uncle Joe because he's completely incompetent." That's the way it is. That is the way it is. Yeah, in this country, and you know what we're coming becoming like? We're beginning to look a lot like Cuba. Enjoy your lobster. Protections have all failed. Your freedoms, they have been nixed. Yeah. Elections, they are all fixed. Go to the dollar store. If you even question it, you're jailed. Joe's beginning to look a lot like Castro. Dictator in disguise. The media state run protects Joe and his son. The will of his own people he defies. 
guys, we're beginning to look a lot like Cuba. Can I have some more caviar over here? Down the tubes we go. Right on the lobster, please. The thing that scares me the most is our freedom could soon be toast. Thanks to Sleepy Joe. Thanks to Democrats and Sleepy Joe. Merry Christmas, everybody. There you go. Uh, yeah, Merry Christmas. We uh, we wish you all the uh, the best this uh, Christmas. Is twenty five percent of us couldn't afford Thanksgiving uh, dinner this year, and uh, and like I said yesterday, about it was yesterday was nothing Thursday. We had Cyber Monday, we had Giving Tuesday, and yesterday was uh, nothing Thursday. Those are for all of us who have to choose between heating your home, feeding yourself, or Christmas. There you go. So uh, welcome, welcome to Cuba Land. Now coming up, we got some pretty uh, pretty interesting stuff. Um, uh, Tim Cook was invited to the White House yesterday, and. <clears throat> Apparently, apparently Cuba, or Cuba, <laughs> China has been interfering in our elections. I know, I'm surprised as you are. See, you remember they talked about Russia collusion in the 2016, never happened, by the way. Well, there's legit uh, China uh, involvement in our elections. And uh, Joe Biden and his family got like between 30 and $100 million from China. It's kind of weird that way. Yeah. So here's a number if you want to chime in today, you want to be a part of the radio program, I would encourage you to do that. It is 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is a Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Proud to serve as the iceberg to the SS Titanic every day. It's The Rob Carson Show. I know some folks in our lives who we don't wish them ill will. They say crazy stuff. We're all like, well, you know. Uncle Joe, you know what happened to him. You know. It's okay. It's okay. They're part of the family. This part of the family. But you don't give them serious responsibility. But you don't give them serious responsibility. You don't do that to Uncle Joe. That's Barack Obama, also known as Bill Obama. Yeah, Uncle Joe. Yeah, it's pretty funny that the uh, the uh, ex-president of the United States could literally make fun of the man in the White House because the man in the White House, eh, his brain's not working very well. I don't know if you knew that. You know, we've kind of tried to I not say anything about him, Uncle Joe, but they're just past the potatoes. So don't actually give him the potatoes. Just grab his plate and just dink, dink, dink with the spoon and give it to him and try not to make any eye contact with him. Here's a uh, Uncle Joe last night with uh, Emile Macron and Fromage at the White House calling on a uh, predetermined list of reporters with predetermined questions because, well, he's Uncle Joe. Okay, who's the next question? Got my list here. I would have loved to have heard uh, uh, Joe Biden's wife uh, do a little French last night. Could you imagine? You know, because she's like Bodegas, and uh, in Spanish, she'd be like, Bonjour, monster. My turn to call on someone? Right? Okay. How about NPR, Tom Marquis? Of course, you're going to call on NPR. My gosh, yeah, old NPR. Good old reliable NPR. They're so. They're so awesome, NPR. Defund NPR. Dear Lord in heaven, just defund NPR. It, it literally, it, it's kind of funny. <clears throat> when I was in college, I apologize for the, you know, phlegm here. Uh, but um, when I was in college, I, I did four years. I did four years at an NPR affiliate. That's where I, uh, one of the stations that I worked at in college to uh, to learn, you know, what I do. And, uh, and it wasn't like bat guano crazy like it is now. It wasn't tool of the state kind of stuff. But I got to tell you, even 
NPR, tool of the state, bought and paid for by the Democrat Party, uh, pales by comparison to just our mainstream media now and big social media. It's kind of weird, right? Oh, 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 I got this just to say Vladimir Putin fell down the stairs and uh, soiled himself. I, I'm not kidding. This is according to the, uh, what, the UK Telegram or, or Telegram Channel. They claim links to the bodyguards. Apparently, uh, Putin uh, fell down some stairs and fell on his coccyx. C-O-C-C-Y-X. That sounds painful. Mike, wow, I guess he bruised his coccyx. I have no idea. Fell down five steps, rolled over on his side, slid down a few more, and the sharp impact caused him to, uh, to uh, uh, you know, to, uh, to uh, soil himself, apparently. Okay. <sighs> I don't know. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. Kinda weird. <sighs> Oh, this is also interesting. And yesterday I had some people call and say, well, what do we do about China? <clears throat> and I suggested, you know, because I, you know, I don't know what to do about China. And I'm not big enough to do anything about China. You're not doing big enough to do anything about China. What is going to be big enough to, to do anything about China? A leader in the White House who actually wants to call China to task. Companies around the world that are willing to say, you know what? We can't do this anymore. We can't, we can't do business with a country that's rounding people up, literally, right? Rounding people up. They built COVID detention facilities. And I've been reading reports about this. They're building these massive COVID detention facilities, even though right now no deaths from COVID in the country. But they're literally going in and grabbing people from their homes and taking them to these camps. And I read a report yesterday uh, that one of the people that they, one of the many people, didn't even test positive for COVID. So we're going to have to have a, a serious come to Jesus moment about China because we all talk in big glowing terms about, oh, you know, if we would have known about, uh, you know, Germany, we would have shut them down. And, you know, and there were opportunities. I've, I'm not a, an expert on World War II history, even though my father was a World War II veteran. There were opportunities to stop what Hitler did to the Jews, you know, bombing the railroad tracks, really slowing it down. We didn't do it. Now we're like, we'd never do that. Well, you know what? China's doing it now. So what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? So um, this is an interesting exchange yesterday. Uh, John Kirby is the National Security Council's coordinator for strategic communications. We all know, it's fairly obvious, Joe Biden is in the pocket of, of China. There's no doubt about it at all. And, you know, honestly, CBS the other day confirmed the laptop, Hunter Biden's laptop, which the FBI knew was legit three years ago. And by the way, detailed in that is money from the Communist Chinese Party and companies affiliated with China to the Biden family and to the big guy. So we know there is a legitimate concern that our president has been compromised by a foreign power. Coming up, I'm going to share a little bit of audio. Yesterday on Fox, Martha McCallum confronted uh, him about why the Biden administration won't do anything with regard to Apple shutting down dissent, the ability to communicate between protesters in China, getting rid of the Dropbox feature on their phones in China. And yet John Kirby and the Biden administration are talking about surveilling 
and censoring Twitter while doing nothing about Apple and nothing about what is happening in China. So I'm going to share details on that. And then there is new evidence that uh, TikTok accounts operated by the Chinese Communist Party promoted Democrats in the last election. That's kind of weird, isn't it? It's almost kind of like a pay-for-play, and it's maybe like a China's already chosen a side. Anyway, here's the number, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. Dissent is not disinformation. It's The Rob Carson Show. It is a Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show. And by the way, I'll be in New York next week. I'm pretty excited about it. We're broadcasting live from the Newsmax studios. And uh, let me do a real uh, quick reset here. For those of you who just tuned in, this radio program has been uh, syndicated for about a year. uh, And it is growing. It is growing. 10 million strong and growing. Actually, we've got a long way to go to 10 million. But it is growing, and uh, we are adding affiliates all the time. For those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, um, uh, this is uh, the Rob Carson Show. I'm a conservative, libertarian-leaning conservative. I'll just say I'm a libertarian-leading conservative, and the reason being is I am a conservative about border and military and uh, low taxes, low regulation, and I think government should stay out of marriage. And I think if, if a state decides it wants to do something like legal marijuana then leave it up to the voters i don't care don't care but uh, as far as all of the other conservative principles you know as far as being a, a america first guy founding principles guy that's me so you know that's what it's all about also for those who just tuned in i i started uh writing political satire for the rush limbaugh show in about 1989 right out of college so I uh, helped to uh, bring comedy to Russia's show. Uh, I was actually on before Paul Shacklin. I know it's kind of weird. Um, but I, I did uh, uh, worked with Rush and Kit Carson and Johnny Donovan. And, uh, and we crafted comedy for about 20 years. And, uh, you know, used humor to make a point. And that's what we do here. All right. So this isn't copying what Rush did on his show. This is playing the stuff that I did for Rush Limbaugh. Except for it's new. So, like that song you just heard, it's beginning to look a lot like Cuba. Uh, I came up with that idea, and I sent it to my friend Jim Gossett. And Jim Gossett is kind of like Paul Shanklin was to Rush. But, Jim, I've been working with Jim forever. And I used to write comedy that Paul Shanklin would produce. He would do the voice work for my comedy. I mean, for for a long time. But, you know, whatever. So that's what the show is. And I also do a TV show on Newsmax Television. Newsmax Television is is a uh, news network that is growing. Uh, There are some terrific personalities on Newsmax who are uh, unabashedly, uh, uh, you know, mostly very conservative. I'll just I don't know everybody's uh, leanings, but I know uh, a bunch of them, and they're pretty darn conservative, like Chris Salcedo, and uh, uh, let's see, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, uh, Rob Schmidt, uh, you know, people like that. So um, anyway, it's Newsmax Television. And so I do a TV show on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World, which is a half an hour now, soon to be an hour. Uh, political commentary show. And I've been doing that for a couple of years, about a year longer than Greg Gutfeld has been doing his show on uh, on Fox News. So there you go. That's what it's all about. That's what we're doing here. And we're here to, uh, we're here to talk about the day's events from a conservative perspective. Uh, we are here to entertain, inform, and if I can possibly do this, motivate you. 
to do well, to fight for making the country better, and to not get so darned bummed out by all of the nonsense going on in the world. And the way we do that is we make fun of it a lot of the times. Uh, you Don't get me wrong. We do serious commentary here. And don't get me wrong. If I do comedy, it doesn't mean I'm not serious. But sometimes we have to use comedy to make fun of stupidity. Rush used to have this expression. He says, I use absurdity to point out the absurd. That's a brilliant observation. It is. Because there are sometimes you just got to go, you know, I, I can't take seriously a director of nuclear waste in the federal government who's so unprofessional that he dresses up like a, a girl, even though he's bald, has a mustache, uh, goes to spanking seminars, and, uh, and, and likes his partners wearing uh, dog collars and rubber masks on their face as he spanks them. I, that's the kind of stuff you can't take these people seriously. And the day that we do is, is, a, is a bad day for America. And the day that you accept a teacher in your kid's elementary school who's a freak show on wheels, who, uh, you know, is, you know, a multiple genders and, and pronouns and all of this. And you can be what you want to be, but you ain't going to be crazy around my kid. And you certainly ain't going to be crazy in a major government position where there is authority, adult decisions need to be made, and there has to be a sense of decorum, and there has to be a code of conduct. And if we forsake that, then morons like this doofus in charge of nuclear waste, who, by the way, flew through uh, Minneapolis to a LGBTQRSTUV whatever convention uh, after the spanking seminar, uh, spanking seminar, he did, stole a very expensive bag off the carousel, took it from the airport while nobody was looking. The police said, do you have it? No, I don't. This person went ahead and traveled to Europe and all over the place, came back, had dumped the contents out, left it in a hotel room, including clothes from this uh, this woman's uh, trip with her son, dumped it out just to keep the bag. So there you go. And those people need to be made fun of. There you go. There you go. TikTok accounts operated by the Chinese Communist Party push divisive videos about U.S. politicians. If you have a TikTok account as an adult, seriously, you need to grow up. Then you need to get rid of it. I thought about I think I've got a TikTok thing that maybe started when it first started, and I don't even, it's gone. It's gone because it's a tool of the Chinese Communist Party. It is. If your kid has a TikTok video uh, or a video account, I'd talk to your kid about it. May not do you any good, but you know. Propaganda arm of the Chinese Communist Party operating accounts on China-owned TikTok that have millions of followers and push divisive videos about U.S. politicians. TikTok's accounts are being run by Media Links TV. That sounds kind of innocuous. A registered foreign agent of the primary Chinese Communist Party television news outlet, China Central Television, according to a report by Forbes. Many of the videos on the China-owned app attacked specific uh, U.S. politicians ahead of the 2022 midterms. The largest of these propaganda accounts are Pandorama, The Optimist, and News Talks. Republican candidates were attacked far more uh, by this uh, News Talks than Democrat candidates. Uh, one video being pushed by the Chinese government featured a caption that read, Cruz... Uh, Abbott, don't care about us. And another video displayed the caption, Rudy, uh, Rubio has done absolutely nothing. 
Now, it's kind of interesting. According to Breitbart, they say TikTok was one of the biggest factors for why Democrats had a stronger performance in the 2022 midterm elections. Quote, the group of Americans that control the election outcome are the group of the Americans that China controls through TikTok. This according to Dilbert cartoonist Scott Adams, who is a conservative. Allowing TikTok, a Chinese company, to be primary channel for the most important group of voters in the United States. Do you see a problem there? And an exit poll, by the way, on the midterm said that 68% of unmarried women favored Democrats in the House midterm elections, a Democrat that a demographic that is extremely powerful on TikTok, as nearly 60% of, of uh, those who use the Chinese app are female. There you go. There you go. So there's all sorts of stuff going on with China manipulating, China giving money to the, the, uh, the Biden family, Joe Biden reciprocating with all sorts, not, not putting any tariffs on China and, and uh, uh, selling China one million barrels of our oil out of our strategic oil reserve. There was that, you know, and, uh, and then what's going on in China right now where people are being rounded up wholesale and sent to COVID camps, even though COVID is effectively... There are no deaths in China from COVID. But what they're doing is they're going after, I would assume, maybe COVID deniers, right? Maybe people who are uh, are uh, kind of like a Joe Biden called uh, Trump supporters, MAGA fascists. Maybe they were like uh, COVID uh, fascist deniers, whatever. But they're doing it. They're not only pointing these people out and tracking these people and Apple played along. They got rid of their their uh, what the airdrop feature where uh, people in China, Apple literally got rid of the app for people in mainland China going into this season where people around China and China, by the way, Apple's plugged in. They know what's going on because they have uh, massive protests going on in their factories in China. And the government's going in and beating the snot out of the workers there. And Tim Cook, I slipped almost there. That was an interesting slip, wasn't it? Tim Cook was invited to the White House last night for a state dinner where they had lobster topped with caviar. Kind of interesting. But this is uh, this is the uh, uh, John Kirby State Department talking with Mark Martha McCallum. Now, uh, the Biden administration has been talking about how, what a problem that Twitter is now that Elon Musk is in charge because there are foreign agents or at least advertisers on Twitter. And what it really is is that the Biden White House hates the fact that there will be freedom of expression on Twitter and conservatives will be reinstated to Twitter like Donald Trump. That's what it's all about. They've loved Twitter being a mouthpiece. And by the way, it's, it's being proven the government actually colluded with Twitter and Facebook to shut down things like the Hunter Biden laptop story before the 2020 election. This is so ungodly corrupt, it's, it's laughable. But it's also very serious. Here's a little bit of Martha McCullum talking with John Kirby, State Department mouthpiece, who uh, has a problem with Twitter and freedom of expression, but no issue with China crushing to death people who are protesting against COVID shutdowns. But why not say something to Apple? Because we were just told the other day that the White House is keeping an eye on Elon Musk and Twitter. So why would you say that from the podium? You didn't say it, but Karine Jean-Pierre said it. And not call Apple out for helping the Chinese government to suppress their own people's ability to communicate. And here is Mr. Kirby. 
Again, I think we've been very clear and consistent on No, that. you never are clear and consistent. That's what they always say they're clear and consistent. Have they been clear and consistent on anything? Yes, uh, certainly publicly. We've been very open about uh, our desires to be able to see citizens communicate. Uh, and, and, you know, Apple... No, because you've done the opposite here. Uh, if this is a decision that they're making, then uh, they should have to speak to that. But uh, we, you know, we're not, we can't... And we aren't in the business of, of telling private companies how to, to execute. Uh, well, then why are you telling Twitter what to do? Why are you doing that? Uh, their, their initiative. Yeah, but Twitter's uh, a private we, company, too. So why is yeah, there you go, yeah. Twitter getting one treatment and Apple's getting another is my question. Well, it's because uh, Elon Musk hasn't been invited to dinner tonight like uh, Tim Cook from Apple. This was yesterday morning, by the way. Well, these are completely two different circumstances. No. You're talking about the potential. Well, you're talking. About I don't believe Twitter is actively imprisoning and murdering people and enslaving people. Just hold on a second. Hold on. I think I'm going to look through my pile here to see if Twitter is actually engaged in the same things that communist China is doing. Where? Hold on a second. It's right here somewhere. Uh, Twitter, 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 Twitter. No, they are definitely not murdering people in China. Uh, the, uh, the potential for perhaps uh, foreign investment and involvement uh, in the management of Twitter, that's a different issue than... Uh, nonsense. There are uh, foreign investors. I, I mean, they're thick in foreign investment in Apple, including, uh, I don't know, about $270 billion deal with China signed earlier this year by Apple. What we're talking about here, which is a business decision by Apple with respect to how one of their uh, applications is being well, utilized. Certainly they're getting influenced issues. by the fire. No, they're not two different issues. And anybody who has a half a brain would realize they're not two different issues. But John Kirby is trying to play this game. Honestly, I, I, he almost seems like a likable person. I think there are probably a lot of semi-likable people who become, like, tools of the state. Government, uh, and that government is China. And Apple's no, policies, look, uh, they've changed policies specifically for China when it comes to what they put on their phones. Right. I mean, and that I seems like... They call that bending over and taking one for the team, but John Kirby won't share that. Something Apple, that the White House ought to be able to keep an eye on. I th certainly think that's a fair question to ask Apple and, 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 and try to un and make them uh, communicate. Why you see, because Democrats love it when uh, corporations with reach uh, actually uh, propagandize for the Democrat Party like China. And you see, Twitter used to, they used to have control of Twitter to do the same thing that I just mentioned about China and TikTok. See, they loved it. But now that Twitter said, you know, we're not going to do that anymore. We're not going to listen. We're not going to be this cabal with the, uh, the DHS and the FBI. We're not going to do that anymore. And so who becomes the target? Twitter, of course. Meanwhile, China actively involved in the 2020 election or the 2022 midterms, uh, literally doing videos uh, against Republican candidates, that's fine. I think I've made my point. On the way, I've got some audio from CNN about what's happening in Apple factories right now in China. And it's very reminiscent of something that happened, oh, I don't know, back in the 30s and 40s in Germany. I know I shouldn't say that, but just wait till you hear the report from CNN. All right? That's coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. The left has been waging a war on America for decades. That's not right. It's not fair. And we're quite simply not going to take it anymore. Honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. Reports that Apple is not allowing the protesters to use this airdrop function where they're trying to communicate. That obviously is providing aid and comfort 
to the CCP. And so you see that report, and that's very concerning. And then when you also hear reports that... Al- this is Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. Apple is threatening to remove Twitter from the App Store. Now, that apparently has uh, gone the wayside. But the fact of the matter is, uh, Apple is uh, very, very seriously involved in China financially, and they are... Apple is shutting down the ability of protesters to communicate with one another without being rounded up and murdered by the government. Thought you should know that. Just in case you're, you know, you're walking around and you got that Made in China sticker in the whole deal and you don't even care. Thought you should know. That's what's going on. By the way, this is interesting. And when you're talking about what do you do? What do I do? Yesterday I said, you know what? Maybe I'll just go out and I'll <clears throat> get, get my, uh, I want to get a, a, maybe an Android phone and just take this phone, this uh, iPhone and uh, roll over it with my truck. And I thought, you know what? What good is that going to do? Because the phone is already here. Okay, it's already here. But listen to this. Formula One has asked the, not that doesn't mean ask for a lot of you uh, Gen Z millennials out there. This axed, it's when you, you stop something, you chop it. You use It's from the, the, the derivative of a word to, to ax, like to chop something down with an ax. So it's not like ask you a question. Just want you to know. So Formula One has axed the Chinese Grand Prix. Don't know. They didn't ask him a question. But they Formula One cut it. They cut the Chinese Grand Prix from its calendar, uh, and they were going to be doing this in the, the Chinese Grand Prix. So not going to be racing anymore. There you go. The decision was made as a result of China's strict COVID lockdowns that have led to unprecedented civil unrest across the country. So you know what? Maybe companies that, uh, you know, would decide that they want to not do business with uh, countries that are locking up their political prisoners and murdering them and enslaving people. Maybe it's not a good thing. And this is from the F, uh, Formula One. Formula One can confirm following dialogue with the promoter and relevant authorities that the 2023 Chinese Grand Prix will not take place due to ongoing difficulties presented by the COVID-19 situation. The Formula One is assessing alternative options to replace the slot on the 2023 calendar and will provide an update on due course. In other words, this is what they call having cojones. There you go. That's what you do. That's what the world needs to do to China because China is no one's friend. Real quick, I'm told that we have uh, Matt in Annapolis, Maryland on the phone. Last night there was a state dinner with Emile Macron and Fromage at the, uh, at the, but you went to a state dinner when George Bush was the president. Tell us about it. Yes, they did. Um, and my name is Maddie. I'm a girl. Oh, Maddie. I'm sorry, Maddie. I didn't <laughs> I, say I did. I was invited to a state dinner uh, that George W. Bush gave. And uh, very famous people were there. Havel, uh, uh, a Czech freedom fighter. Tom Wolf, the author of um, Bonfires of Vanity. Yeah. And, of the Vanities. And it was a wonderful dinner. Uh, but right now, I, I'm sort of not loving Bush, but I love yeah. you, I love your show, and I just want to say we have something in common. What? You and I have the same birthday. Shut up, really? October 22nd? Yeah, yeah. I, that's that's interesting, you know, and, and it's kind of funny, uh, Maddie. My original birth certificate when I was adopted at birth was said October 23rd. Then my second birth certificate when I was adopted said October 22nd. So I'm, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say my birthdays are October 22nd and 23rd, and I was a very large baby. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, thanks for the call. Have a glorious Christmas, my dear. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Like the show? 
You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free.